0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Go Beer Cats podcast. I am your host, Brandon, and if you may have noticed, there was no intro to today's episode. That's because today's episode is way different than anything that you're used to hearing on the show. Uh, We're not going to talk about beer. We're not going to talk about the Bearcats, Uh, but since it is Memorial Day week, or maybe you're listening to this on Memorial Day, that uh, for... This last episode of season three, I would share with you an interview that I did with my grandpa in 2017. My grandpa uh, is a World War II veteran, and the interview sort of covers his entire story from when he was drafted to when he got to come home after uh, everything was over. Uh, So if you listen to the show long enough, you know that I am a teacher. Specifically, uh, I teach social studies. Teaching American history is really my, my favorite thing to teach under the, the social studies umbrella. And when I was doing my student teaching in Columbus, the uh, cooperating teacher and I were talking one day and he was very surprised to hear that uh, my grandpa was still around. Uh, you know, at the time he was 92 years old and the idea was for him to come in and share his experience with our students. Uh, logistically, that, that wouldn't work. That wasn't going to work for a couple of reasons. So what we did in class one day is with the students, we workshopped uh, some questions that they came up with, and then I took those questions home and one evening interviewed him with those questions to try to get his story uh, recorded really for the first time. And this is really the only recorded audio that we have of his story, uh, we being, you know, the family, Uh, this is really the only recorded audio that we have of him and his pretty much complete story, even though we probably sat down and recorded this. Uh, we waited too long to do that. Uh, you know, we waited until he was 92, uh, instead of, you know, getting it fresh. But at 92, he still he still has a very uh, vivid memory uh, of his experience, uh, like I'm sure any of us would, who would have experienced those things. Uh, and he, he was very willing to share his story with us. So uh, when, every time I, I teach, Uh, World War II, I tried to share this with students, and and I'm excited to share it with a a different audience uh, through this podcast. Hopefully, you enjoy it. Uh, Just some some background information for you to sort of put some things in perspective once he gets talking. Uh, Like I said, he was was drafted at 17 years old before his 18th birthday and never finished high school or, or got his diploma because he was busy fighting in Europe. Uh, so he, he was in the U S army as a tech sergeant for the 278th combat engineers. Uh, he landed at Normandy at at D plus three, a couple days after, uh, D day on, uh, on June 6th. So, uh, he will, he will take us through his story from reporting to Columbus all through, uh, training in, in throughout the South before he ships off, uh, to England. So he get, he can land at Normandy. It, it's, if you're, uh, any interest in history or uh, military history, this is definitely something that, that you will enjoy. Uh, and something that I certainly like, uh, to have, uh, To let his you know the memory of him live on uh we did uh lose uh my grandpa in 2020 he was 96 years old uh and this is he definitely had a a huge impact uh on me growing up we lived two two doors down from him uh, so i pretty much saw him every day uh, as a kid and uh, still very fond memories uh, of everything so I'm going to quit talking here. I I, want to let you know that, uh, I'll post some pictures on, on social media to sort of supplement uh, this. There's uh, a ton of pictures that he has, uh, or pictures of his uniform and whatnot, a picture of, uh, the bullet that goes through his forearm that, uh, he'll tell you the story of he, yeah, he picked up the bullet and put it in his pocket. We still have that, uh, today. It's kind of an interesting way to do things, I guess, after getting shot, uh, the audio, last note here, the audio might be a little subpar. Like I said, I I, I recorded this on an iPhone 4. I think it was laying on his kitchen table as, as him and I spoke one night. So I think the it's still serviceable, but maybe not quite where I want it to be. I hope you guys enjoy it. Happy Memorial Day. Hopefully you're enjoying some, some a nice family cookout. And as you're preparing, you're listening to this. Cheers. <laughs>
1: September, went three days up at, uh, two days up at Columbus, inducted in, went to Camp Robinson, Arkansas, Little Rock, and was interviewed. We the guys I went up there with the, to Columbus with never went with us to to uh, Little Rock Arkansas, and they put me in combat engineers. I didn't know what it was, mm-hmm. and they immediately started combat engineer training. And the guys I went in the army for, for with I've never seen them anymore. There's six of them. I was I was the one of them. And the guy, they didn't, from when we went to Columbus, we, that's when we, the last times we ever saw, saw each other. Everett Slaughter was my buddy, lived up the road. They sent him to Alaska to the Air Corps. And I went to, to uh, from Camp Robinson, Arkansas, about, they put me in combat engineers. So I took basic at Camp Robinson and went to Camp Bowie, Texas for combat engineer training went to Louisiana on maneuvers, field maneuvers, and we thought we was coming back home, back to Camp Little Rock, Arkansas. We ended up in New York, New York, and uh, get our, our duffel bag and our life jacket and everything, and uh, shots. We just, two weeks and a half going over and landed at Swanage, England. That's a jumping off point for for uh, ETO. For,
0: for the European theater operation? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I,
1: I landed, landed at uh, probably D plus three or D plus four because when we went up got first off of the assault boats went up Went up a rough ravine, and, and no, 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 shooting at us then. They we we had already made our own beachhead. And the uh, first thing I seen was a German with black boots on and a horse hooked to a gun, because they didn't have enough men as you using, using the horse for pull their artillery pieces. And his guts was hanging out. I thought, Gee whiz, what I got myself into. So it just got worse then on.
0: So when how long from training, like how long was training until you got shipped off? Not not very long, you think, or?
1: Well, I don't know what's long was I went from here to camp to, to Columbus. It was inducted. They took me in they sent me then to in two days or three days Camp Robinson, Arkansas. And I don't remember. The basic training was less a year long, probably. I'm just guessing, seven or eight months. I don't know. Is that basic training, then there's the rifle range, and there's all kind of has, has all kind of different divisions in it. And finally, we uh, we was going on uh, to Little Rock Arkansas, and that was really intense. M1 infantry training. Okay, and we went from there then to Louisiana, Camp Lake Charles or something, uh, for for on the ground training. And I had candy bars with a pup tent. Me and another boy, and then around black, and big black boars runs loose down there. They tore every pup tent and got our candy. <laughs> so we got back on. We was only there four or five days, maybe six. I Don't know. Less than week, week or less, and we got back on a on a buses. We thought was going back to Texas. Ended up New New York.
0: Yeah. So after at the end of your training, when you got to New York, did you feel prepared to?
1: Oh yeah, to go would, overseas. Would have been there. Okay. It they wouldn't have been. They wouldn't, see, some didn't make it.
0: They didn't make it through training.
1: Yeah, we had we had te- we had both mental training and and of course they do not gauge, gauge your strength or manpower, but I don't know what they're looking for.
0: So you dropped out of high school to? They took Penelope. me out of high school. They took you out of high school. So I you drafted.
1: Didn't. Six of us went.
0: Okay. So We're seniors. Okay. So did you? What did you talk to your parents about what they thought that about you going? Into war? war?
1: No, didn't have no choice. She's drafted No oh, questions you, asked. You
0: don't re- remember anything that your mom said to you or anything like
1: Craterize that? Let her eyes out. Did she? Sent me a letter every day. Did she? Did you saw? did you, uh... i get them overseas, uh, boxed up, We'd get them once a month, and you had to open them in the daytime because you couldn't, in the night, give your position away.
0: Okay. Did you keep those or did you kind of lose them? i to get you rid mean? of them. Got to
1: get rid of them? Okay. <laughs> we burn them, uh, we burn them and, uh, and bury it to ashes government's very strict on security.
0: On security, okay. So did they, Did when you received letters, was that a big deal? Or was it something that you looked forward to? To what? When you received the letters. so
1: You didn't know when you were going to get them.
0: No, like, but when you did, you was it? You didn't have daily
1: mail, maybe no. once a month, every two months or three months. Okay. It was a surprise to you.
0: So when you... You said you trained for a combat engineer? Yeah. So did that give you specific responsibilities, like during fighting? a combination
1: fighting? of uh, scouting, artillery shooting, rifles. You got you, In, in two, combat engineers, you're on your own. They you, trained you to survive. For, a, yeah, in any given, given position, you're supposed to make a, a way for yourself and two seventy eight in combat engineer training.
0: So when you said you were at Swanage, England.
1: Swanage England, Southern Tip. I always was doing is preparing to get on a landing craft. When we got on the boat to go across there forty miles, nothing in the air but boats the water and planes in the in the air when it made the salt. Now we 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 didn't land on D-Day. We landed D plus one or two or three. That was military secret. Yeah. you know. So,
0: so they kept you guys in the dark. You yeah, didn't know.
1: Yeah. Well, they told us and said, now we're going to get off. We'll be on a, con- on, a, on a convoy. If you have to crap or pee, go off on the right side of the road and do it right where you're at. And we didn't go two or three miles up the road. So two or three boys from A, B, and C Company run out in the field. He's looking, he looking for a bouncing bed. He said, "German mines." You step on them, they jump up, and one of them stepped on them and killed two or three of them. Uh, they done They done exactly what the training told them not to do. Not to do.
0: They, mm, that and that was pretty quickly was the, after landing.
1: Two days, three two days. days. Mm. In other words, they had a, they had a, a, a combat engineers. They got a say. Only the the smart survive. It's up to you.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: It's it's a combination of the infantry and and artillery and combat engineers are. In other words, you're flexible, they they can put you in different things. Okay. There's one thing we put it it's cost we could we couldn't we was up the Rhine River and the Rhine River's so rough you couldn't row a boat across it. We were, and they couldn't get the artillery across it, or the infantry, because the Germans had it a mile each way. We put up three, si- three spotlights, and I had the middle one. And the, the Germans, as soon as you strike them, they're electric. you supposed to take them back a hundred yards and, and, and have, a, with a, have a protection, you know, and do them under, in a foxhole. And we we had we went out there at 3 o'clock and we z- walked under artillery fire to get up to the Rhine River. We had to get the soldiers, the American Army, across the Rhine River. and uh, they had me on the center one and uh, they shot the other two out and we had a hundred foot or a hundred yard, a hundred something uh, control. We split supposed to be back to a manhole. We didn't have time to, to build the foxhole. So the uh, G- Germans was bombing us, strafing us, and I run behind this building about four daylight in the morning. Uh, when I come daylight, it, it was a building. It's a uh, German's ammo stack of it, as big as a the house. They couldn't get across the river, because they didn't have boats to get across it.
0: So you thought it was a house?
1: Uh, yeah, I thought it was a house, and
0: it was German ammo stacked yeah. high. It
1: all, God, that's what Mom had to be up all night praying because if they to shut one of them off, I'd been blown back to the United States. <laughs> wow. It just just one after another thing, instance when they, they pop in your mind. But I, I don't entertain them. I don't. I don't. I, I I just never did. I know what I've done, and, and I, I, I'm glad to do it, I wouldn't want to do it again, I would if I had to. But uh, every day is a new appearance. A lot of, Like this one guy, the company commander, I got his picture in there, real old, not the company commander, but battalion, company commander, one battalion commander. Old man, he he had been fought in Iceland or someplace. He'd been in the military someplace. Real old, he's nervous. And we was in a 12 in a man tent and he got to take, got out and went outside to take a leak. And uh, he come back in and cussed at him and said, the best bays. is just dropping, para, dropping uh, parachutes all over the place Said They got us surrounded. So we went out and started. It's getting daylight. Here it was. The uh, Germans had big bobs of cotton or something. And they just parachuted it down and it had metal in it. It messed up. The Allies' radar and try try to shoot him. Wow! And he thought he thought we was being he thought it was men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here it was, they just tricking us. Germans it was. Hmm. It's hard to explain that, but I I remember as it happened. Yeah. But it's hard to say hard to say how it is. Did you have time
0: like like when that was happening? For example, did you have time to? To realize what was happening, or was things happening so fast you just
1: you just distri- try you just do everything you can to live and do your job. Do See, we have two of two. Uh, we had combat engineers. You, you got the big big foxholes. You have to uh, build bridges. You have to fight right with the with the infantry. It, it, it's. They got us cornered one time and had G- Germans uh, surround us. And they notified our commander, and said, Give up, said, We got you surrounded. And he, and he answered, Back to us, to you. And we beat her far away out of us. That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: When, when you were coming across the English Channel,
1: 40 miles, w-
0: were, were you. Like, were you on the same boats or right behind the, the first was all, wave? The
1: air, air was full of planes, and the water, uh, 40 miles was full of boats.
0: What
1: was the, what was the, the
0: feeling like on the boat crossing the, the channel? Oh, it quiet or
1: well, loose? You no, know, you you just freight. Yeah. You, anything human that will resist what would kill them. And a lot of the first, we wasn't in the first waves. The Germans were right above us on so a big shelf of rocks. And they was, they was most of the army, America, Allied army didn't even make it up over the walls. Right. Because, they, and, and i told people before, these bones and guns and clothing in that English Channel 70, 60 or 70 years later, That the... the tear up it's all salt water yeah
0: so it, it's pretty fair to say that you probably thought you weren't going to make it home more nope. than once
1: Oh. Nope. you used to depend on your training only the strong survive that was what they told us only the strong survive
0: you said uh, that uh, one of your commanders told uh, all, of, all the guys something at the beginning I don't know if it was training uh you, they said something to the fact
1: that you weren't come going over there to come home told us when it was loaded on the boat at Swan in England no it was in New York We started said forget about home you won't be home you're going over to kill and be killed That's word for word what he's told us
0: that so stuck with you for a while then
1: still stick it with yeah me.
0: when you so this is one you don't have to answer if you don't want to but were you injured
1: uh, at any point strafe right there scar I got, the, I got the bullet
0: scar on the forearm I got it. you got the bullet that that, that hit you
1: yeah in the drawer
0: how did that happen you care to share it, that
1: uh, if I can find it, it it's, it's, or no or your story how did how did it, how did it hit you i, I didn't i just noticed something stung me and it uh what it done it's glazed by arm there, took part way through it, and it we was under run for around the railroad trussle and it hit a piece of of uh, the iron and rail and fell on the ground and there spinning. After it hit my hand, it's I didn't and I picked it up, it burnt my fingers. But said, I got it, I don't know where i grab it quick or not. It's about it's thirty work.
0: Oh wow. German plane. From its plane. Yeah, that's strange. <laughs> Okay, so you you picked it up and kept it with you. That's pretty it cool. It was hot when
1: I picked it up. Yeah. I had are ground spin. On. Let me see if I grab it real quick, second. All right. I can't tear. It should be in the top drawer. I don't want to dig it. Something one time over there. I never could put any date on it. I got this kid or little sister, little kid picture someplace in my army papers. I'd like to show it to you sometime, but I I wouldn't know where to look now. It's all right. We'll, we'll find it. Let me see where I am here on our
0: questions. So you you went to you went like you just said, you went from Normandy to Belgium. Was there a lot of fighting in between there?
1: Spontaneous. We were we burnt down a, a whole town. I can't think of name. In in Belgium, and it it we had the Air Corps drop in they got a name for it. It sets everything apart. That whole town burned up. We was probably five miles away and you could feel the heat off of it. It burned up in one evening, one night. Wow. Because the, the Germans with headquarters was, we thought was nestled in there. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing you do is you eliminate whatever yeah. you think. Of course, you got officers that recommends what you do. You know, every soldiers right on not on their own do as it please.
0: Right. Did you once you landed it in Normandy and moving into Belgium, did you have a, a heading? Normandy
1: or? is France.
0: Right, and then you moved
1: into Belgium. Yeah, that might have been two, three weeks or a month later. Okay. So but, did you, you know? It, fighting forces don't move by by. You couldn't. They got they got fight their way, We back to the enemy and all that.
0: So you were just you were just going where you were needed, basically. You didn't, no, or we, did you have a, a place to... you?
1: No, we, we 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 was going ahead, going with the force. We oh. had no idea any towns unless you saw t- a town on on a map. On a, every crossroads has got a crucifix. They're all Catholics. They got uh, an image of the Lord that all them countries over have. German people especially would talk to us, the civilians, and a few of them could spoke gainly and said, we don't want to fight. We don't want this country all tore up. But yeah. They had to.
0: So when you were not, when you were, you know, not engaged in, in, in combat, what, what did you do in spare time?
1: You don't have no spare time. No, so, wait, were you digging
0: foxholes?
1: Yeah, yeah, And we for for latrines, we would dig it. We'd dig down as far as we could go, probably three foot a ditch, just wide. And then you run a, a you put a, wood pins or something wherever we got them. I don't know, and a string across there. And you you could you, you could in it that night or day you could hold on that string, and go out there and straddle that and crap or take a leak either one. If you're sloppy, you fall down in there. But it's only—they're only about that wide. Slit <laughs> trench, they call it. Slit, okay. You're bringing—you're bringing back stuff. I—I've followed—I've followed, by, I followed by for seventy years. Long,
0: long time. When you—when you were it makes had, me nervous. I scratch it's itch all over. Well, I'm not trying to make you nervous. Well, well I, I, it's just
1: reaction, it's, nerve reaction. Yeah. You can't get—you never get that out of your mind.
0: When you, when you were fighting in the Battle of the Bulge,
1: did you... Did we, we don't call her fighting, engaged. Engaged, so you were engaged, okay. When you, it, did you... Some of us are doing nothing, some are, are. Some of them feeding, uh, if, if you can get a hold of a loose truck and they're out of water, we could go so many, we know where there's water points at, to. Combat engineers have got their own water uh, chlorine outfits to to purify the water. You take a muddy stream of water, you you can take a booster pumps and put the right chemicals in it. A formula that you use chemicals, and it'll come out of a crystal clear. Safe to drink. Safe to drink. That's one of the things. Engineers do. So,
0: did you, so is that, what did you, did you eat and drink? You just ate, drank water
1: or what else? What was, well, well, see the mess halls, uh, who, the Fijis is a a part of every army. I was 278th Combat Engineers. They had their own kitchens, their own latrines, and their own, they just survived, it's their own world. And all it, all any other air force or infantry would do would be assist us, but we're self-sufficient on our own. Okay. We're a fighting force on our own. Uh, and if we get in a pinch, we get si- assistance from somebody else. Did well, it has to be Americans? It would be
0: right. When you uh, were, were when you were in Europe, did, were there uh, like. Legends, or like uh, that's not that's not the right word I'm looking for. But were there rumors about going around within uh, your men about the the enemy that they would they would tell back and forth, or if they would look forward to who? to see uh, who are you talk about? Like, were, did, were there rumors or anything like that about the Germans uh, going through the ranks of in who in America? They're yeah, in, within within your within in, your in company, the, in the Germans
1: no, within our own ranks. Yeah. Oh we know we was gonna beat we didn't know wh- whip them. we did not win, win. Well we could outsmart them. Yeah. So you, But the uh, the the whichever country was in, they just kissed our butt. They're not, not their military, they're de- The their civilians. General population. Yeah. They they know, they they knew about the United States. It was rich bugs and we everything everything went in our favor. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there's no doubt that you're gonna win just oh, yeah. when it win is what the question. Right. Yeah, that's a good
1: way of putting
0: it. Okay. Yeah. So when you, when did you find out the war was over, or did, or did you?
1: We packed up, go to CBI, and it had come over, and I don't know what, see, we got our own intelligence, we got our own, and, and within our, but uh, our, uh, two A combat engineers, we had our own news people, and they, and they, they had ways of getting it, and I don't know what that was, mm-hmm. that was conf- confidential. But they, they, we, we were had our stuff put on, see that was all land down in the South Pacific head, and we was ready to move us out when they dropped that big bomb on, on he, he was even he, where it was at mm-hmm. and, and then they dropped the second one, then uh, the war's over. yeah, and oh, they, they, we threw the hats there and everything. Yeah, I showed you the cat inside that house we stayed in uh, took over the library.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got a picture of that. So that that was after all everything was done. and That was on your way home.
1: No, we we was only there. I was only there twenty or 30, 30 some days. You go home. You don't come home with an outfit. I I they I, I was probably seven or eight hundred people in my outfit, and I, I only had one or two buddies come home with me. Really, the points. You come home on the point system. Okay. And a whole army of two, two seventy eighth don't have the same about points.
0: Individual points. Yeah. Okay, so even even though the war was over, you still had to wait your turn according to your. Yeah, I was, I was
1: about fifty some days get down there.
0: Fifty days after. Yeah. Well, we left the
1: we left Germany and go go ahead to Belgium and France. So we didn't fly out of Germany. We we back. We didn't go to England. We come back. I, I don't remember where we did land at for what boat we did come on, but. Uh, can't think of it now. Anyway, we was leaving Heidelberg. Heidelberg is is a very educated. It's one of the biggest universities there. Mrs. Hirsch the t- taught. She's dead now. Lives there with first Schu farm. She got a degree in Heidelberg, Germany.
0: Really. When you were. When you were coming home, what did that look like? You you come back through New York? Or where, where was it when you came home?
1: Well, we came back, we saw Statue of Liberty. Coming home? we we're, were just about home. Yeah. And uh, they had on both sides, we said in the boat, but on both sides they had, looked like high school bands in uniform uh, well, playing, welcome home, welcome home, I can't think of her. Not soldier, anyway, and just screaming, just carried on, or oh, we eat that crap up.
0: Yeah. Did you? Uh, when you got home, did you? Was it? Was life different for you than before you? Oh, yeah, before I got you to left? New
1: York. They put us on a rail car. We went to uh, Camp Atterbury. It, no. Can't think where we Mustard at, out at. They called the mustard around plate. It's it, it was in the. It was in. It was in Ohio. Can't think of it right now. Slip my mind. Anyway, mustard round place was, and most of the people you didn't know. Yeah. We, see, we didn't come home as an outfit. We came home as point system. Right. I uh, fifty-seven, and uh, they were those. No soldiers with me that I went over with.
0: How and how? Where did the points come from? How do you how do you acquire The government points? does them.
1: They, they, um,
0: was it just based on the time you've already served?
1: Everything the length there, the days in combat, and the, uh, how many missions you was in, and uh, your conduct, and then your disease. If you uh, syphilis stuff like that's really bad in foreign countries. Yeah. And. and if they tell you if you drip, you don't ship. If, if you get if you got get venereal get Benaro disease, if you drip, you don't ship. Anybody put that note in there. <laughs> if you're not a good boy, they'll make a good boy out of you. Yeah. Hey, uh, and you know what you'd think that you, we we couldn't wait to get home.
0: Yeah. Couldn't wait?
1: No, it wasn't like that. No. we won the war. Yep. We was the heroes. That's all we went to do. And we knew for the rest of it we could handle it. We got that far. No, we could We could go crap. I got the Camp Atterbury, Indiana, that's where it was at. And I was going online and take a turn. I could only bring one uniform home. And I turn all of my other stuff in. And get, well, they had shipped it the end on big bag, duffled my big bags. And I got home and ran on to Bill Atwood. Was a cousin of mine, mom's, my mom's sister's boy. Well, he's always a drunk here at home. Anyway, and he see he came up to me and he cussed. He said, "What are we gonna do? Go home?" I said, "No." It was just if you had, if you wanted to, you could re enlist right then. I'd been going three years. Yeah. And I, I said, I, I tell you, Bill, Bill's his name. He ended up lived on the Hartwood Road for a while. And I don't know, he's dead now, but I don't know. Anyway. And I said, Bill, it's, it, it's a real list. And he said, well, I'll tell you what, let's go home. He said, Dad works the paper, Bill, and he runs out of home. He said, then we'll go back in and read it, the list. And once I got got away from him, I never did. Never gave
0: another thought? Oh, but no, no, it's going. What uh, What was it like when you, when you came home to see your mom and dad for Tim, the first time? Tim. Your brother.
1: My brother was about this tall, about seven or eight years old when I left. And I come home three years later, a little old plus. And he was this tall, and his voice changed. And, and mom, mom was there in the house. I said, where's Tim? He said, well, she said, Dad, and Tim's up there behind the church house at Beulah picking strawberries. And uh, so I went out the door. Mom rung a bell, big old outside bell up there at the house. Still up there on post, I think. And here they came out of the hill. And I, this big tall gangly kid with dad, I, I hugged dad, and I said, who's that? He said, Tim. Oh no. <laughs> anyway. He grew up. Uh, when, uh, biggest change i seen, I went to the front room, and then you got the their bedroom, and then you got the bathroom. Well, before I went in the army, the, the, their bathroom, dad had put, mom had put down, dad had put down some real pretty carpet in their bedroom, and uh, blue flowered, and when I come home in three years, I went through the, in the room and see the bathroom, and the the mom's, dad's carpet was like brand new. Mom's have done but threaded the strings, where she'd, build her knees praying for us, not only me but all of our, all of the boys in the army. Man, that's and a lot of them. I had all kinds of cousins and relations and friends in the military, and several of them got killed. Yeah. Did you, did you, uh, you didn't know that until you came home? No, you didn't, you didn't know anything. You didn't know anything. You get a letter once a week, or went not once a week, once in a while. And uh, but they, uh, they supposed to be careful what to write it in. If they inspect the what we write, send how. But no, we didn't know what that thing was gonna be like.
0: Yeah, so it was, it was a pretty emotional return home.
1: Yeah, uh, 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 that was he one uh, one's gonna re-enlist later after we went home. His da- dad, Arville, worked down the p- paper mill. So he, we somebody got a hold of him, and he laid off from work and come to get us to take us home out here. But the Hamelburg's, was a beer joint on Payne Street. And Jiggs's dad, Orville, he liked to booze it, so he pulled out and said, "We're going to go in and get us a good drink before we go home." I said, "I ain't. I'm going home." <laughs> so they ran and grabbed him a beer and took me on home.
0: Did you? So, sitting here today, would you say that your the experience of of World War Two ch- changed you?
1: Yeah, maybe. Very much so. made you value life, what life meant to you, trust in other people, trust in yourself, knowing you can do anything if you want to. That's
0: a pretty good message.
1: It okay. gives you a whole new look, look, outlook on the value of life and what you can do about it. And what you want to do, you can do if you want to. Bad enough. They know, sky's the limit. That thing in the Army, sky's the limit. I like it, you know Germans Americans fight Germans no no question about it Germans gonna get their ass whipped that's all they're gonna they're, they're gonna get it no way out of it that was American and I don't want to no no GI well, go that far I'd be a thousand mile away from home somebody's gonna get their tail whipped yeah so well, let me it makes me nervous look sh- I see what to do Yeah, you
0: just can't keep from it. So when you are, um, when you came home, how, uh, how soon after that? It was, uh,
1: it was hard for me to adjust. Was it hard for you to adjust? Yeah, I appreciate. I know that was home and safe, and I, got, I had to know that was behind me. But erasing it was the hardest thing to do. I still can't erase it. Did the, uh,
0: the to a uh, certain uh, lady that caught your eye uh, help to erase that?
1: Huh.
0: Uh, there was a there was a, a young lady that caught your eye when you came home, right? Yeah. yeah. She,
1: her dad went to High Street Church and my uncles and aunts went to High Street Church here in Mhm. And, and I met her dad and mom. When I was overseas, I had seen her. She's a homely-looking girl, but I never talked to her. She sent me letters and pictures. She, she was writing you over there? Yeah. Okay. And I thought, you want the truth. I thought, baby... When I go home get home, you're going <laughs> she's so st- too strict yeah her she, her parents she don't know yeah, and plus she didn't know what our army life was she everything was honey and pie, we had party last night uh hey we we uh, we uh had all all the German food like in church and we had a young people's rally big people big big bunch air hey a guy on the front lines with a rifle, M1 rifle, don't want to hear that, so what's anything good going on at home? Right, because, okay. That's, that's... Don't want to hear about that. You're Another thing, another thing's on your mind. So, so there's a little more to it than just being a soldier and
0: going and coming back. So what, what, when did you change your mind? When you, when you were over, overseas, you thought... She was gonna to have to go when he got home.
1: No, I, I wasn't at, I, at, she, she with, I got me a car when I come home, when I got home, and she de- wanted me to. She, she found that I had one, and she thought I'd bring it by, bring it by and show her. I didn't know her that well, and in fact, I, never, I never had a date with her after I come home. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. She Maxine Ogden was her name. After I come home, values of life, I am glad I was home and I glad i I'm, I'm proud for my country and proud for my family. And uh girlfriend wasn't but once I met Louise, your grandma, I'll tell you how that happened. Charlie Mell the buses was all private owned. Charlie Miller. School buses. School buses. And he said, What are you doing? I said, Oh just I'm getting this mustering out money, just enjoying doing nothing. And he would work for brewers concrete and street, put it down the streets in Chillicothe, they, and their office is up on Water Street, and he said, what are you doing? I said, just, you were off. I just got home. Of course, like he had seen me a day or two before. He said, uh, I need somebody to drive a school bus that goes up on the Rube Hill, and he said, uh, you wouldn't want to drive. I said, well, I'm getting 10 or $12 a day, now, I said, uh, I I drive some. I don't want. I don't want. I am not looking for a job, so I started driving i took drive a day or two a week. He paid me for the day. Just drive it up her and take him out, uh, and take him down. And she was on the on the bus. Well, come winter time, he he, he I'm over one morning. He was. It's about that much snow on the ground. He's underneath the bus with a kerosene light, putting putting uh, chains on it. So I got up on Rube Hill, and her house was up a, a, a lane, and I thought, I'm going to take that bus up there to the, for her house and load her, uh, get her, get her. And had nine had ki- eight or nine kids there. I went up and got them, brought, brought them down to school. And uh, she thanks. she dropped me a note off to my seat, give us, and she, she gave me a half a stick of juicy fruit. She went She th- said, you don't remember that. Thanks, Mr. Bus Driver for coming up and picking us up so we didn't have to walk on that snow, ice.
0: Yeah. Was and, she a was she a, a senior or?
1: I think she's junior.
0: Junior. That's how it started. And the rest is history.
1: And, uh, she, she was pretty in school, and the, the boys, I couldn't go to a place. I had that Chevy, and uh, they would stop me along the road when we roll glass down. They're going to get her out of there. At Glenmore down, down. To, oh, down! I can't think. down on seven seventy-two. we were we we're, 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 Turner Road comes out and comes down on seven seventy-two. Right there. Sure. Through where he lived, and he stopped me down towards town. Down towards on towards town on, on uh, seven seventy-two. And uh, when we rolled glass down, or when we glass down here, he ain't gonna take her out of the car. I, I pulled away before I let him stand there. I <laughs> uh, sent word to him. I'll, next time, I'm going shoot. I'll run over here and shoot you. Anyway, we got engaged, and the rest was, was my family. Yeah. So in, at
0: 92, you're 92 years old now, and it's I, 2000. I'm, I'm
1: crowding crowd 93.
0: Crowding 93 in 2017. Knowing what you know now. Would you do it again?
1: I'd do the same thing.
0: You would? Well,
1: if I knew now, while I was sitting here, the only thing, what hurts me is, is mommy. Yeah. Her cup's right there. i showed it to you already. Yeah. Yeah. One thing, though, the Lord allowed me to be right here in the house, where that night with her, Dad ain't come home from school. He worked the midnight shift custodian, and he always checked in. T- so
0: you you said you would definitely do it over again. You you. Are you, are you glad that
1: Hey, old soldiers had... never die? They just fade away. Yeah. You do anything you've done. And you, you know, these things I would I used poor judgment mm-hmm. uh, over there, uh, but uh, I I used wore boots with no socks in, on in them and froze the feet. Yeah. And, uh, things like that. You let live and learn. You grew up, army's a growing up thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, because it was, in, when you were in Belgium, those were pretty harsh conditions, right? Cold yeah, and... Yeah, yeah,
1: That's where we were. Uh, was in Belgium, and we stayed all night in this old church, and a, a old man in the janitor church told one of our officers, said, I, I know where there's 80 or 90 people buried t- three or four days ago. And we was very interested. So we took it out, all, all the Belgian guys and German guys supposed to be in the military it was able, so we took what people could find. We say we 278th combination, uh, 278th engineer battalion. We made them dig up this big right down where are bank a big thing. They dug up seventy-seven people bodies out of there. One of them was a little kid about five or six years old, been shot through the nose, mm. and another one was a woman. Looked like a young woman. She had red hair. After they washed her hair, and she died of her hair wrapped full. She I, been buried alive. Had her hands in her hair. Hmm. See, somebody touching stuff is as touchy to you as being there on the front line shooting at them.
0: Just seeing that stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: Being a part of it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Do you uh, do you have any? Uh, are you in contact with any of the the guys that you were over
1: there with, or? Oh, they all they. they I was young when I went in. Yeah. They're all going. Yeah. I called. I, we, since we started a feed store, and we've had it 30 years. Probably 20 years ago, we had it. We was getting up. A, what's that town right up there? Uh, Hillsborough? On, huh? Hillsborough? Oh, no. Way up. Way up almost Lake Erie. Oh. Oh, shoot. I'll, th- I'll think about it here a minute. We get feed from it. Or to I think. Anyway, the guy the guy in the military with me he'll come to me after look at this. His picture's in here. Picture is right there. He did. Ball. He's he, he's ball. He's from Georgia. This old man. is too. He was too old to go over, but he went. Mm-hmm. That's Wackerly. There's me. Yep. Uh, here I am. There. Uh, I, I want to say Cambridge, but it's not. And this boy. This boy here. He was buying feed, and and from his, egg, he happened to think of, about his hometown, and uh, I asked the truck driver before he sat, sat down here. That's not this guy, and uh, he said, "Well, I know where his his mom and dad lives, and uh, I won't say say shocked but it wasn't it starts with see," and he said. Uh, I said, "Do you ever see her or him?" He said, "I see her once a while." So I said, "I'll get her phone number." So in a week or two or three, when he got down again, he give me a phone number. So I called her, and she's crying. And I told her who introduced myself on the phone, mm-hmm. two hundred mile away. Told her who it was, and I was in the army military with your with your husband. So I just lost him two weeks ago. Oh wow! Passed away. He had so I said. And she said, "Tell me about him." And I've talked to two or three other women. One at Circleville, her—he uh, passed away. I told David, "Take me up. Or I want to see him." And he, he, cold black hair, and he, his pictures are two of them in the big picture. And uh, I can't think of his name anyway. So his wife was there, all they pretty well, do all black dressed up. And she said, "Tell me about him. What kind of a soldier was he?" I said, "He's a good military." He like girls. I said he's a strictly a man, uh, a married man. And this other woman from Bepicah Shockton, she wanted to know how what kind of guy he was. How was he in the military? I said he's a good soldier. I said me and him, buddy, they're like around a lot. Was it how was he uh, around the opposite sex? I said a perfect gentleman. All oh, she said, I'm so. I just lost him a couple of weeks ago. I'm so glad you called me. Well, I got disappointed. She never even called me back. Never did. Of course, she she could have died. So that's reaching way out the military
0: That is. Well, I I appreciate you answering my questions, and these are questions that the students came up with, and they uh, would like me to thank you for our for your service to our country, and uh, definitely giving them a little bit of uh, what you went through. I think I hope it. Uh, it
1: opens our eyes to it a little more. We was drafted, you had to go, we went, like good, good little boys, or like a patriotic guy would have done, and, and you could talk to any of them, if you dig them up and they could talk, they out say, I'm glad we done it. Time well spent. Yeah. Worried my mom and dad to death, but if she prayed, that's read the carpet's going, and she prayed. pray. Dad didn't pray. The carpet was wore out, but she got me home. Had something to do with it. Our church, Charlie Bellor. Remember Charlie Miller? Mm-hmm. Him and Lloyd Miller. They prayed. Lloyd missed the army. He was a couple of years older the, because he was a minister. Yeah.